you're listening to Caddy Wampus. Hey everybody, uh, it's Christmas time, so we watched Black Christmas, not the 2019 one, not the 2006 one, the 1974 original the good Black one. Christmas. Yeah. Haven't seen the 2019 one yet, but yeah, I'm going to bet the good one. Yeah. yeah, I saw the trailer for 2019, so yeah. I basically saw the movie, right? I would assume so. <clears throat> Instead of it being, you know, sorority girls being hounded and chased by a maniac, it's sorority girls being hounded and chased by multiple maniacs. But they fight back. They're frat well, it's, boys. it's a frat, right? It's they like throw natties. I think it's a frat. I mean, that feels the, more that feels trailer, more relevant to today. Yeah, to today's <laughs> society, sure. Yeah. yeah. The trailer makes it... So the trailer shows you, as far as I can tell, everything. Because it looks like it's literally sororities find out that the frat is a cult and they like to kill sorority girls. And then they fight in the trailer. And I'm like, okay, so this is the whole movie? That's all right. The first 10 minutes of the remake basically tell you everything and you don't need to keep watching. Yeah. They so, just added that nice backstory. <laughs> so okay so here's the premise of black christmas we open in canada somewhere in canada it's unclear or i wasn't listening um we're at a sorority You're house. better than me i didn't even realize it was canada mm-hmm. i yeah. thought it was just northern mm-hmm. united canada. states yeah it's canada yeah. that's why they say hello <laughs> well that she's british we'll get to it but olivia we'll Hesse's uh accent reminds me of charlie Theron's british accent on arrested development <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yep. <laughs> I like to think they teach me. So, a bunch of sorority girls have been getting some prank calls uh, from a man who is speaking, you know, depraved sexual acts and violent acts on the phone to them. Each one of them, of the kind of three leads, have like a male love interest, or two of them have a male love interest, and it's a little iffy about what they are. And the main drama is that one of them uh, is upset that our main character, Jess. Is going Sounds to right. is going to have an We're abortion. Yeah, it's going to have an abortion, which which the boyfriend does not like. He wants to keep the baby and get married, and Jess does not want to. Meanwhile, there is a killer stalking them at their sorority house, who basically moves into the sorority house after killing the first one, yeah, and no so- one checks the attic for yeah, a good no, no hundred one, minutes. No one checks most of that house. Yeah, nobody does. I like this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it suffered yeah. from the same problem that many horror movies do, and that every cop in the entire area is the dumbest human being on earth. Yeah. They just, don't, they just don't like their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're crazy. It's fine. I mean, fine. I will say the cop, well, I'll say this, I'll say this, the, 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 the detective does believe them. Yeah. And he does take measures. They're just not useful. He traces the call. He puts an armed unit outside. It's not his fault. The killer murdered the dude outside. <laughs> and they had two lines in the house. I mean, the cop is told that. And but. that nobody checked the attic. And that nobody... <laughs> yeah, no that point. is inexplicable, that no one, no one and, checks the attic. And the other, the, the one room that the first girl is in. They never find that body. Now... Nope. That's the attic. Yeah, that's the attic. I thought for some reason she She's the up. one under the... The, the, under the plastic yeah. wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's taken up to the yeah, attic. she okay. is the first By victim when this Billy. guy gets into the house. He kills her and then yeah. takes her up to the attic and puts her in a rocking chair, puts okay. a plastic bag over her face. And then just lives with her mm-hmm. for the duration of the film. Yeah. yeah. So something I did last year that I, I I think helped make this movie make more sense. Murdered a woman and lived yeah, in the attic for the a attic. good summer. I lived in an attic that's with a, a dead that's woman. That's the segue that <laughs> I thought this was um, getting to. No. Yeah. So my mom worked at a sorority house in Indiana at Purdue. And I don't like where this is going. They anymore. were so. 
the sorority was gone for holiday or whatever. So you moved so, into the attic. So I moved into the attic. <laughs> Brian, Brian, are you Billy? <laughs> but no, what I'm, you... what I'm getting at is I'm looking for a hackness. I got to tour this gigantic sorority house, and it is a fucking labyrinth. Yeah. So I could older, see, older big I could like see that, yeah. how it would be difficult to keep track of but everybody in every room. Early every... on, the house mother immediately goes to the attic. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's then murdered. She's murdered because <laughs> she's looking for a kitty cat. They they've got a house cat somehow yeah. named cat, Claude, which I assume is spelled C L A W. Yeah, a house cat named Claude, the smartest male character in the <laughs> film. <laughs> Claude. So cat goes missing, and the house mother's hearing things coming from in the walls and in the attic and stuff, and she just assumes it's the cat. And goes looking for the cat. She's also like blackout drunk. Oh, no. (laughs) On on sherry? She's She's like hiding a bottle of cooking sherry. She she is what you would call a dysfunctional alcoholic. She's hiding a bottle in every room. Yeah, and they're all in books. There's one in the toilet. No, there's one in the toilet. toilet. There's There's one one in the book. book. There's probably one under her pillow. So she's at a sorority house. But it's always the same. It's always the same alcohol. It's always sherry. It's so it's weird. Well, you know, she's had a big dessert. And uh, (laughs) so I know at my at my mom's sorority house, there is sherry everywhere. (laughs) There's no alcohol allowed there. So I don't know. Well, yeah, there's no alcohol. uh, No, that's that's typical on colleges. That's which might be why the house mothers, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense, considering that Margot Kidder's character during that dinner scene is literally holding what looks like Scott. Yeah, the, house, the house was drunk. The dad is like, what happened to my kid? And Margot Kidder, you know, who's going to stop her? Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so one of the things about this movie that I think one of the more noteworthy things is it's, it's an early entry into the slasher genre. But you never know who the killer is in the sense that the movie tries to misdirect you into who the killer might be. Like the killer is one of these people. And then it turns out. It's not any of these people. So you're kind of left at the end being like, oh, it's not anyone. And he's still in the house, (laughs) which is quite ominous. Because, again, you just had the end of the film ends with the cops finally figuring out what's going on. And the calls were coming from inside the house. And they figure out that this is that movie, by the way. That's this is the origin of that trope. The calls are coming from because this predates when a stranger calls. Right. The cops all show up and they find, you know, Jess and everything that she's managed to accomplish. And well, well, they find. Jess, so Jess is hiding in the, um, so so long story short, they really are leaning hard into it's the boyfriend who wants yeah, her to have the Peter. abortion. Her uh, yeah, it's it's Dave from 2001. He, now, now, he's the one who's like, I can't do that, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> and so he breaks into the basement after she's hid there. Well, she's been attacked technically by the by killer. The killer. Yeah. So she's fled to the basement. He breaks in. And you are left to not see the result. The cops show up and she is unconscious and he is dead and they are covered in blood. And you are meant to believe, oh, he was the killer or she thought he was the killer and she killed him. When in reality, the killer probably killed him because he's now still in the attic waiting for Jess to wake up. My assumption was that she killed him. Yeah. That she did kill him and, you know, just kind of blacked out from the stress being in the struggle. Yeah. And then... This is where everything to me, like, I really enjoyed this movie, but everything just falls apart right at this point. Oh, really? See, this is this is where I really am in. Like, no, this is where it all falls apart for me because the cops are just like, okay, she's unconscious. The EMTs take her to her bedroom and put her in her bed. They leave but her But then in the, the bed. father faints. They leave her in her bed, and then they all the cops just leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just leave I think, her there. I so th- there's still blood all over this house. Oh, well... <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, they're pretty sure she's not the killer. 
They also haven't. They, right. They, they also thought... have not checked anywhere for any kind of further evidence. Well, they thought they got the killer, and they thought it was all over. But they, that's they're missing... not how police work works at all. I mean, it is supposed maybe to... it does in Canada. It I is know, supposed to be been. a small town that's definitely ill-equipped to handle this. But I think the other big reason they wanted to do that it makes it abundantly clear that none of those people can be the killer because there there's a while where you're like oh maybe it is the cop or maybe it is that unruly desk sergeant or maybe it is the guy who's tracing the line or maybe it is the dad of the first victim so they do that in such a way to make it unequivocally like it is it is 100 cannot be any of them well right you could still accomplish that by them taking her to the fucking hospital. I could have swore they said that there's no room in the hospital. No, they didn't say anything. They said, as far as I'm aware, they said only there, the, it was not equipped to handle this many bodies. The, the other thing I thought was interesting was, based on the timeline, so with the girl, the girl they find, in, so they find, at one point, a search party finds a young girl dead in the park. That means the guy killed that girl the on first night. On his way night. to the sorority. We assume. He, yeah. 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 We don't know. Or there's two killers. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was one of the things I really Oh, shit. Enjoy. Maybe Jess is yeah. the second killer. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things I enjoyed about the film is that the ending is so ambiguous that you yeah. don't really know who it was. I mean, inevitably, at this point, this guy's probably going to end up being found because I can only assume he kills Jess after the cops leave. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he... Maybe he finally found Agnes, whatever the fuck that means. Does he, does he go up into the attic and just take a nap? I mean, he's got two bodies up there. What do no. you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, something they allude to that the remake really latches onto is that there's all these family photos in the sorority house. And and kind of like the prevailing theory outside of the movie, people who watch it is, oh, he must have lived there before this was a sorority house. It really does just feel like somebody's home that got reappropriated at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's as if the film was shot quickly. Um, <laughs> In the director's house. Yeah. 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 So I enjoyed this movie. I think the one thing that kept driving me nuts, though, was any of the answering to any of the phone calls. Every one of the women in this film sounds like they overheard someone use a phone one time and have spent the rest of their life trying to emulate what it sounds like to pick up a phone. Hello? 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 (laughs) This newfangled phone technology. I I do feel like it was a little bit the way Scream treats cell phones this movie kind of treats the phone Phone. (laughs) (laughs) although i will say there is a bit of a timeless quality for to the movie i mean obviously it's not meant to take place any other time than when it's made but because it's winter and everyone's kind of dressed up it really isn't like locked into 1974 all that much it seemed a lot more other than the haircuts in the rotary phones no you wouldn't really know like it could take place like 10 years earlier without much effort it would be easy yeah. enough to sub every phone in that movie out with a cell phone, and it would still be the same movie. Like, yeah. you could still tell the oh, exact same story. It is the same movie. We'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know. I touched on subjects I wouldn't have expected a movie from the 70s to touch on. But the abortion thing's really, the, the really great. The topical. Like... But that's, it's, it's really great, too, because they don't villainize her. It's, it's, it's a very normal situation of a person is like, look, I'm in college. It is not reasonable for us to get together. Well, you know, her and, boyfriend's and kind of a psycho. Oh, yeah, and her boyfriend's <laughs> a psycho who literally destroyed the piano. Yeah, it's just like, I suck at piano, apparently. I've been doing it for eight years, and I'm just garbage at it. So well, I think, he was, thrown, well, no, I think he was thrown by the abortion talk, which is why he screwed up the, re- the rehearsal yeah. or the trial. Well, no, because he screwed that up even before the first abortion talk. Like, his recital before the winter break or whatever 
it was that was going on. You know, you watch that whole scene and he just sucks. And then all of a sudden, the next conversation he has with Jess is, I'm going to leave the conservatory, we're going to get married, and you're going to have the baby. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, no to all of that. No to no. every last fucking bit of that. Maybe Kierdulia's wig was the killer. <laughs> by, by the way, Kierdulia, all of them are a little too old to be college students. Kierdulia is way too old oh. to be a college. <laughs> this is six years after 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And he was not looking particularly young in that film. And he has a wig that was my favorite character in the film. <laughs> it was It's this lawn-haired hippie wig that does not match Kierdulia at all. It looks like it's going to fall off when he smashes his piano. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's commanding him to kill. And sorry, Brian, I cut you off because I really need to talk about Kierdelia's wig. Uh, <laughs> Thought it was really important. It was. It seemed important at the time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I was saying. Nothing as important as that wig. Probably not. <laughs> so the the remake. I watched it when it came the out. The 2006 remake from James Wan. Not James Wan like Aquaman. James Wan like the X-Files. And the Final Destination films. I barely S remember. Stars Katie Cassidy. Probably know from Arrow now. Oh, yeah. She was in that. Yeah, she's the star. She's, she's, the, a, she's the lead. She's Black Canary, right? She's one of many Black Canaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't watched that There's three. There's basically three. Well, there's like three to four Canaries, depending on the time. she was White Canary at this point. That's Katie Loitz, who plays her sister, <laughs> That's why Sarah, I'm confused, because they're both on, Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're spelled very differently, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> she's good. She's good on Arrow. Um, so she she's the lead. Uh, Lacey Chabert, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, a few other actresses of note. Actually, one of the girls from the first Black Christmas is now the house mother. Basically, it's ostensibly the same premise, but the movie is like from the killer's perspective in the sense that the movie starts with a Santa who gets lost on his way to the child ward and ends up in Arkham. And uh, <laughs> like, All the, right. he ends up in Arkham Asylum and a bunch of guards are like, see who's in that cell? And he's like, oh, is that Billy? Well, they give him a last name. It doesn't matter. The man who ate his family on Christmas Eve 30 years ago or when I was a kid, except Billy is like my age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the actor, he escapes and he takes the Santa suit. You then kind of start to follow the sorority people who are already starting to be killed because there are two killers because Agnes is alive. She's inbred. She's Billy's daughter and sister because, ugh, because yeah. <laughs> extended and I mean extended flashbacks. Flashbacks the way Lost had flashbacks. We're like, this is 50% of this, isn't it? A, a huge amount of time is devoted to telling the story of Billy's entire life from birth to committal. He basically watches his mother kill his father. He watches his mother get a new boyfriend. His mother starts molesting him and then sexually assaulting him. She gives birth to the offspring and forces Billy to live in the attic. And he's like, now you are my family, Agnes. Agnes is inbred. Billy kills them, except for Agnes, in a fit of rage. Starts using cookie cutters to tear off their flesh and bake them like cookies and eat them. At uh, which point the police show up. Don't know why. Now they're showing up after all this. We smelled the cookies. Yeah, we smelled, we smelled flesh, flesh cookies. Flesh cookies, yeah. And anyway, this is literally like what feels like 30 minutes of a 90 minute movie. I mean, like it is insane how much time they devote to this. And most of it's told through the, I think the house mother who's like, some say this is what happened to Billy. This is his house that we're all, and that's not her voice, but it might as well be. Meanwhile, we are stuck with a ridiculously overlong plot of Katie Cassidy's towny boyfriend who is cheating on her uh, with another sorority girl. And it turns out he keeps a collection of sex tapes and he films all these women without, without their consent or knowledge and then sent it to her to blackmail her? 
all without Kitty Cassidy's knowledge. And she finds out by finding the video on the laptop because the girl's already dead because, you know, Billy yeah. or Agnes um, or whomever. Also, there's secret uh, wall tunnels in between each wall. And... <laughs> The look on Steve's face. I'm really glad I've only seen the 1974 film. I saw the original, or I saw the remake first. It it bears... That's a shame. If you're talking about stylistically, aesthetically, thematically, it bears no resemblance to the original film whatsoever. It is literally the premise of a dude who might be named Billy is killing sorority girls in their house. That is the only common factor that and one of the actresses from the original movie then another girl shows up like an older an older like a woman who's like oh my i'm here to to get together with my estranged long lost sister well she's already dead and then the other problem too in the original no one knows that billy's in the house so there's a credible reason to stay in the house and keep all the action inside the house these people know that the killer is in the house from i don't know minute 20 and at no point do they leave at one point one of them goes we should leave and the rest are like we're not leaving without our sisters and i'm like you should leave yeah that's oof. and they kind of try and say well there's a big snowstorm the cops can't get to you we're snowed in but like, don't matter get in the car yeah oh no car accident i'll take a tree def over this this is a nightmare this man's gonna cook me into cookies like <laughs> Tough cookies. Yeah. I'll take my chances Uh. outside, Katie Cassidy. Get in the car. Long story short, they burn the house down. Uh, Katie Cassidy ends up in the uh, hospital. These killers are definitely 2000s super killers who die six times, come back, try to kill her in the hospital. I believe she ends up impaling Billy on a Christmas tree in the hospital and then starts cackling and goes to credits quality movie it's also a very ugly film and by that i mean like it's very cruel to its characters and the characters are very cruel to each other no one is particularly likable like you know i like i like the characters in the original black christmas yeah like i feel sympathy for them i feel like like you know especially the main character she has a really human you know understandable dilemma and want even margot kidder like she's a college kid who's drinking a lot her friend is missing presumed dead and she's overindulging that creates a very sympathetic scene the dad is, you know, like, not sure where his dad... Like, th- there's a lot of sympathy for all of the people in the original Black Christmas. Except maybe the the, the house mother. <laughs> She's like comic relief. I mean, I sympathize with her in the respect that she stuck in, you know... In like, a situation I too, she doesn't I too like Sherry. In. Yeah. <laughs> I, I too hide liquor in books and toilets. <laughs> only Sherry, though. Yeah, well, duh. Or you're more of a dry I'm port a man. Monster. You're more yeah, of a dry porto. Cognac. Bottles of Cointreau everywhere. I'm a cognac. I'm a cognac gentleman. I could not relate to this film. <laughs> Brian, you're uh, on your phone, presumably, to find great information about Black Christmas. I was looking at the new one just to see why. It's, critics are kind of divided on it, which actually makes me more interested to see it. Like, like which, a lot of critics like it. Okay. And you know, I will say the new one. You know, if it is about like a fraternity trying to murder a sorority, there's definitely a lot of uh, thematic ground to cover with that kind of premise. It's got Imogen Poots in it, and I haven't seen her in anything since uh, The Dark Knight. Rises. Yeah, I forgot she was. What did she do that? No, I'm sorry. I'm confusing her with Juno Temple. Oh. Juno Temple was in The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Welcome to Juno Temple cast where we talk about (laughs) famed actress and indie indie darling Juno Temple. (laughs) Is she an indie darling? Yeah, she's in a lot of independent films that have some acclaim. A trail (laughs) of. Yeah, she's been in stuff and done. She was in um, Maleficent and the new Maleficent and uh, the Pretenders. Isn't there a movie about a magic teapot that she's in? 
Uh, There's a movie about a magic teapot or something that grants you wishes. Is it like the Brave But you have to hurt yourself to get the wish. That sounds like a much better Aladdin. It was better than the Aladdin remake. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen both. It was better. I can't remember the name of it. It was better. What'd you think of the uh, Mulan? The brass teapot. Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't see. I was never committed to Juno Temple. Why am I? I am far away. (laughs) The brass teapot from 2012. (laughs) Victory. Um, If you say so. It's a very interesting. You poster. sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It wasn't good. Um. Anyway, uh, what were you saying? No, we had mentioned Aladdin, and he had said something about what did you think oh. about the Milan trailer? Yeah. I liked the first trailer. The uh, the most recent trailer that dropped. I'm not. You know what it was? I was like, oh, you're gonna do magic. One, you're gonna do magic, and I was like, eh, that's less interesting. Uh, I thought we were gonna do like a like a realistic like historical version. So okay, because we have the magic version. It's the animated movie, right? So I'm not that interested in doing that again. And then as soon as the witch showed up and the witch was like, what will happen when they find out who you are? And I was like, oh, that's why this movie will be 45 minutes longer than the original movie. Yep. There's a magic wish, witch and they have conversations. Fucking great. <clears throat> I haven't seen any of the uh, recent Disney movies. I did see the Dumbo movie, by the way. Yeah. Disney Plus, man. Dumbo was there. Yeah, I mean, Dumbo's <laughs> on And it was 2019 <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. The most memorable thing about the movie is the train. The train face is the most Tim Burton-y train I've ever... Like, if you had told me, what's a Tim Burton train look like? I'd be like, I don't know you can do that. And then this movie happened. I was like, that's a fucking Tim Burton train. I've never seen it. I've never seen that before. Is it like Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah, it's got like a face. It's got like a Tim Burton designed face. It's kind of like Jack Skellington in train form. Hmm. It was like this one shot early on. I was like, okay, that's weird. That's interesting. And it's not worth watching. You have to check it out. No. Okay. Nah, you're good. Which means I'll probably do it. Yep. Well, we've run out of Black Christmas things to talk about. Nah, Black Christmas. I mean, do we want to circle back and talk a little bit about its place in the slasher genre, yeah. Brian? You're Brian. You're our resident slasher film yeah. expert. Uh, Aficionado. Te- technically, it is the. F- it's not the first, but it's, it's kind of it's right. Closing it. It's the, toward the beginning. T- people. It kind of inspired Halloween, right? So, I do know that Peeping Tom is generally considered like the proto slasher movie. Mm. And I will say that this movie does borrow a few things from Peeping Tom, particularly the POV of the killer. Because those um, shots remind me of like Halloween and uh, yes, <laughs> definitely Friday the Thirteenth. I think did that a few. Friday times. the Thirteenth yeah. does that, yeah, especially Friday the Thirteenth. The first one does it because they don't want you to know it's the mom. Right. Spoiler. Wait, what? The, the mom is so the mom's the killer. Mrs. Voorhees. I thought it was the guy with the hockey mask. Sorry, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> time for you to die. <laughs> hey. Um. Slasher movies. I'm just trying to excellent trying to work, resident resident <laughs> yeah. expert. No, I'm Ryan. just trying to think. So we we got. My God, he's done it. <laughs> we had Peeping Tom, and then we had. You get another grant. <laughs> <laughs> so Black Christmas. You laugh. That's how it works in the university system. Oh, I know. So what? oh, I've been to grad school. <laughs> I know how it works. So what else did Black Christmas inspire? <laughs> I mean, I think like I think it's definitely on the track. Like Halloween, obviously, is is the next one, and then Friday the Thirteenth. I think solidifies it into something that is yeah. what the eighties are for slasher. Yeah, movies. it just became a genre, and it does come kind of have that problem, which I think is the simulacrum, the the, the simulacra, the the copy of a copy where where Black Christmas and Halloween. I think there's enough independent thought with a little bit of influence where they're both interesting takes on the idea and then friday the 13th is kind of the blatant like we'll just do it for cheap and then every movie after that is just doing what friday the 13th did and it's pretty much uninteresting until scream yeah which is your postmodern take on it right yep 
So, what came after Scream? <clears throat> copies of Scream. Yeah. yeah. Copies That's of... That's literally yeah, all. You know, it became another Simulacra. So, like, I know what I'm, you did last summer. No, no, no. But what I'm saying Urban is... Urban like, legends. So, what is the next good evolution of that? If, if I don't think there one. is one. I think, I, think the slash, I think the slasher movie is... I, like, I don't think it's scary anymore. I don't think the lone killer yeah. in suburbia is, is a scary idea. Like, Actually, I think that's why the new Black Christmas remake sounds as interesting as it is. Because what they're saying is like an institutionalized fraternity is systematically abusing women. And I think like, that's that what, sounds pretty terrifying and relevant to my life today. I think that's what horror has become. Like, We don't have slasher movies no. anymore. We have societal breakdown. That's why the zombie movie became so popular. Right. Post 9-11. This is what happens when society breaks down at its most basic level. You know, that's why films like The Purge have done as well as they have is because it shows, instead of showing the psychopathic tendencies of a single individual, it shows what happens when, what happens when you give people no rules and tell them to live on their own nature. Same with like Saw, a man trying to break the institutions of our society that he believes to be flawed. One of the most successful horror franchises of the aughts were about a vigilante. Right. Instead of a slasher. You know, like like I think that's very relevant to, you know, our curfane. And also that's also why we went back to the supernatural. I mean, that's why like ghost movies are one of the most popular genre. So, the conjuring and, you know, um Sinister and right. um what's the other Annabelle, one with, with Patrick like Patrick that. Wilson. So, Annabelle's part of the Conjuring universe, oh, yeah, but there's the Patrick true. Wilson one. Um, you did say that Happy Death Day mm-hmm. you enjoyed. Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day and Happy Death Day 2 you are, are great. Are surprisingly good movies. But, but so they are, those... are comedies. Right. I, I they are they are satirical. Are they slashers though? They are slashers only but in the sense they are slashers the way Naked Gun is a cop drama. Right. I still I, have you seen the Hatchet movies? Yeah, I, I saw the first one. Okay, only, okay, I've seen all of them. I think I've even seen the Victor Crowley or whatever. Is he like Alistair Crowley's magic son? Or what? Sure. Holy. What do you mean Victor Crowley? Like, yeah. When you say really... the hatchet, I think of the book that I was made to read as a child for class. I yeah, like, that, that, and like I like a, that book. That and like a separate piece. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> there was a... There it's was... hard to be at a prep school. I don't care. There was like three <laughs> of those books. Hatchet? I, I, I vaguely recall it as a child. Yeah. And The Bean Trees by Barbara Kingsolver. The Bean Trees? The fuck is The Bean Trees? It's a woman and she wants to travel the country. She wants to make beans Yeah, she wants trees. to make bean trees? <laughs> no, it's... Sounds interesting. Johnny Beanseed. <laughs> no, no. It's about discovery of the self. No. It's called We Can't Teach Catcher in the Rye Anymore. So here's a bunch of books that are as stupid, but not as well written. Fun. That are just as self-absorbed as that book is. (laughs) Good. Because some motherfucker had to try to shoot somebody because he loved that book. And now we can't read that. So we got to read derivatives of it. Our children are in good hands. Yep. They're giving they're giving books from Texas that tell them that math is wrong and, and white people didn't do anything wrong in history. <laughs> that dinosaurs walked with humans or whatever. Fucking slide missing. <laughs> the Civil War was about molasses. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's about molasses tax. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Brian, I'm a little confused. I was staring over the I other side. I think we just of... lost a whole bunch of listeners. <laughs> no, you probably did. But I, I'm looking over across the room. Why do you have a book that just says sex? <laughs> I just looking across the room and I just see a book and all it says on the book is sex. I got it from your mom. Uh, okay. Whoa. 
What's even more confusing is it appears to be sitting next to a game box for EverQuest. Those two things don't go together at all. <laughs> Not in your world. <laughs> well, I've been Steve. <laughs> this is why we have to do things we hate. Because we run out real quick. <laughs> this, is why we this is why we can't have nice things. That is true. What are we supposed to talk about? This movie is good. I like it. It is good. It was, it was a good movie. Did I, you guys I, like good movie? Yeah, we liked good movie. <laughs> well, anyway, I've, I've been David. I've been Steve. And I've been Brian. Merry Black <laughs> Christmas. Hello. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly. 